Breaking news in a CNN exclusive. A potentially explosive whistleblower report that says security vulnerabilities at Twitter pose a threat to national security and democracy. That disclosure, obtained by CNN and The Washington Post, comes from Twitter's former head of security. Peter Zatko's claims were sent last month to Congress and several federal agencies. In the 200-page disclosure, Zatko portrays a chaotic, reckless environment at a mismanaged company that allows too many staffers access to central controls and sensitive information without adequate oversight. It's not just a story about recklessness. Zatko also alleges that some of the company's senior-most executives tried to cover up Twitter's vulnerabilities. CNN's Doni O'Sullivan is here with the exclusive details. And Doni, this is quite explosive. That's right, Caitlin. This whistleblower disclosure is in the hands today of multiple U.S. government uh, law enforcement agencies. And today, for the first time, that whistleblower is speaking out. Ready? Yes. Why are you coming forward? All my life, I've been about finding places where I can go uh, and make a difference. This is Peter Zacco. Until January of this year, he was head of security at Twitter, but now he's a whistleblower. And he says Twitter's security problems are so grave, they are a risk to national security and democracy. I think Twitter is a critical resource to the entire world. I think it's an extremely important platform. He's handed over information about the company to U.S. law enforcement agencies, including the SEC, FTC, and the Department of Justice. May I ask your name in the middle? Uh, I'm Mudge. Zacco is better known in the hacking world by his nickname, Mudge. He's been a renowned cybersecurity expert for decades. His roots are in hacking, figuring out how computers and software work. That expertise might be why Jack Dorsey, then CEO of Twitter, hired Zacco after the company was hit by a massive attack in 2020 when hackers took over the accounts of some of the world's most famous people. Mudge was one of the top uh, five or six executives at the company. Well, the other one is this Twitter situation. You know, Twitter, all the snowflakes in Twitter is that, you know, he's a, a white, heterosexual, a South African Nazi, and, you know, it's going to put Trump back on. It's, you know, he can't have Trump. You saw Mar Ari Melber told you what they thought. Oh, well, you could shadow ban people and you could have it if he runs it. Twitter needs a punch in the face, okay? We need to play smash mouth with the company. Elon Musk right now should pull the offer. They're not going anywhere. They don't have a competing offer. The board didn't sit there and say, hey, you lowballed us. You're 20, what, 2% or 25%, 20%. You're below where the stock traded when Getter launched back in July because we tracked it every day. And it's down for a couple points. I think, it's, I think it peaked at 73, roughly. Okay. This is a discount. I don't even know how you get a fairness opinion if you can't get a premium to the, tw the, the previous tw where the stock traded. Here's why you can't. The management team doesn't have down, a plan that can. We could go down memory lane and say it's not a company. You know, I'm, I'm actually, and you know how humble your humble servant is. We, we hate, you know, we never smirk. We never gloat. We never spike the football. And I'm bringing uh, Boris and I get my two wingmen, Boris and, uh, and, and Navarre, and I got Cortez coming up shortly. Um, but this, uh, w the later clips, I'm having Darren Beatty in the second hour, maybe tonight. The second clips, we talk about they're not a company. And I say this on Getter all the time. Just go to Getter. It's not a company. And this guy said, it is a national security risk. 
This is why they're banning all the conservatives. It's not a company. It's an intelligence operation. The total value here is not $10 billion max. They're all going to go to jail. Look at this whistleblower. They're all going to jail. They've been lying from the beginning. He says, hey, they don't even, they don't even try to check the bots because they, they don't want to know the answer. They absolutely don't want to know the answer. So it is, uh, it is, um, it's, it, it's, it, it's, it, everything's there, and it's going to get even deeper. So I want to go to, I got Boris, I got Navarro, we got some work to do here. I got John Solomon, huge breaking news in Mar-a-Lago, Mike Davis, Steve Cortez, Moms for Liberty, a bunch of moms running for uh, school boards in Florida, huge day in Florida. I'm going to try to get some New York and Florida folks in here. All day we're tracking these uh, amazing um, races, these uh, primaries. We're jammed. Also, horrible economic news just announced. Real economic news, not, not, the, not the pom-poms they're doing over CNBC. I want to go to Navarro first. Uh, Peter, uh, you and I have talked. Twitter, Getter, you said from day one, Getter's the Twitter killer. But even you, I think, are shocked. I know, look, you can go ahead and say, Admiral, you had it. It's not a company. The whistleblower is telling you that. They're giving you information to foreign security services. they got foreign security services all in the platform every different way. They're crafting narrative. They're blowing out anybody that comes up against Fauci, anybody that comes up against the vaccine, anybody that comes up against the narratives they want to drive. They all are going to go to prison. They're going to, we're going to, we're going to investigate, we're going to litigate, we're going to incarcerate. The board of directors, uh, the CEO, all these phony senior management, you've been outed by your own guy, and they sh you should understand it's just not him. There's dozens and dozens of whistleblowers coming forward now, whether it's the Twitter, whether it's the FBI, whether it's DOJ, because these people don't want to be smeared with it. They want to come forward and clean their skirts. They're going to come forward. There's whistleblowers coming out all over. The Twitter thing is going to melt down. Peter Navarro. Um, Steve, you, you had, uh, had this right back when about when Getter launched, that was the beginning of the end for Twitter because Getter is the Twitter killer. It's got same functionality but better, and it doesn't pull the kind of crap that Twitter does. But the real death of Twitter was... Given all the all the spam and bots and fake stuff going on, the the one best marketing tool they had, the biggest user, they kicked off the platform. Donald Trump. John Trump. Oh, Trump. I mean, if you Trump. go back he and look it. at the stock price, yes. they actually got 100%. a little bump from from doing that initially because it like uh, the woke left felt really good. It's like, oh, this is really cool. But boy, it's been a long slow slide. I mean, you're absolutely right. Oh, but hold it, but hold it, hold it, hold it. They lost about, hang on, hang on, hang on. They yeah. lost about 25% of their value, 20% of their value from the time they kicked Trump off. To, to get, no, 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 oh, no, pre-getter, pre-getter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. pre yeah. Work with me here, Professor. I know over at the school business no, school, no, no, no. I, I in the real the world stats. of stocks, you didn't even throw of it in stocks, the intro, right? of <laughs> come on, <laughs> of stocks, hang on. Cut your ass on that, dude. But then when Getter, then when Getter, then when Getter is, uh, Hang on for a second. We're going to get into the Twitter and economics and all that. we got some work to do here. i got to get, because there's big announcements. Solomon's coming on, and you've got commentary after Solomon. Yes, get yes. Boris Sol up. This is huge. Bo Boris. Solomon is huge this is Boris's new. This is Boris's new deal. We get him set up, and then he's got to take important phone calls. So he big leagues me. I get big leagued. 
That's okay. I know our pecking. I know the war room's pecking What's order. What's the deal? He got you Boris. on an IFB, and now he's wearing your headphones. That's all he wanted was <laughs> no, your headphones. No, no, no. But he always, no, but, no. But right, no, right before we go to him, all, window, no, right. right before, right before we go to him, he always says, "I got to take an important phone call." So I get big league. Yeah. Then I got to bring in Navarro yeah, and have yeah. smart repartee, yeah. smart repartee yeah, yeah. for a few well, minutes. Well, By the way, it he, is he, uh, Elon it is Musk t- got him on speed dial. To Tuesday, Tuesday, <laughs> what should I do today, Boris? Tuesday, twenty-three <laughs> August, Year of Lord, twenty twenty-two. It's it's primary day in Oklahoma, but particularly Florida and New York. Boris Epstein, talk to me. Um, the uh, the Solomon, we got John Solomon, obviously tremendously controversial. But Kyle Cheney, the the Kyle Cheney's people should understand at Politico. Hey, Kyle, Kyle is actually. By the way, is Politico pay a salary, or does DOJ pay a salary? He's really it's probably the split. spokes. He's the spokesmodel. Kyle is the spokesmodel for DOJ. He's Merrick Garland's personal PR assistant. So when you see Kyle Cheney's name in the in the byline, understand it's literally being dictated by Merrick Garland, Ray, the FBI, all the guys. are saying, no, Kyle, Kyle, drop that phrase, put a semicolon there. Let's go. Talk to me about this article. We got Solomon coming up in a second, but talk to me about the political, big political article about these documents, Mr. Boris Epstein. The only thing that matters in the political article is that it proves once and for all, fully proves that, A, there was full cooperation and compliance, as we've been saying consistently, and B, that the Biden administration absolutely and fully participated in this plan to raid and attack Mar-a-Lago. There's no two ways about it. That's the information. Now, they're going to try to say, well, you know, there was some statement in there that there may have been documents. Yes. Hello. These are all documents that President Trump already voluntarily gave, you know, in the boxes that were set. First off, first off, first off, about Garland being Hamlet. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking three weeks and these deep thinking about it you know this right but but this has been going on now for they've been on this for what a year or more they've been back and forth they've been in in discussions where's the urgency and by the way we counterpunched last night tell me about the counterpunch because now president trump's finally going on offense talk to me about what's 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 happening in the lead up to the thing because the they're all making a big deal about the cow chain they're totally ridiculous that's that's merrick garland understanding now they're in deep deep kimchi Right. And uh, so tell us about tell us about the counterpunch. The counterpunch was this motion that President Trump and his counsel filed. Absolutely robust. Four main points to the motion. One, to immediately stop review of all of all documents that were taken in the illegal break and search and seizure Two, appoint a special master to oversee the whole process. Three, to provide a real inventory, to provide a real inventory without any plans, as President Trump said, of what was of the property that was taken, and then four vitally to return the property that that was illegally taken. So four vital points, four vital prongs to this motion from President Trump. President Trump specifically saying in the motion that law enforcement cannot be used as a weapon against political opponents. President Trump laying out has the where the current polling stands in terms of. You know, in terms of his positioning being up 40, 50 points and anybody else who even thinks about running for president in the Republican Party being up about 10, uh, you know, on Joe, on, on feckless, pathetic Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. So th- what this motion is, is a strong, powerful statement from President Trump and his team that they are not going to put up with this tyrannical overreach, that the president will continue to fight, continue to fight against the weaponization of law enforcement and again drives another stake in any argument 
that the DOJ, the FBI, and of course the Biden administration have as to why this was necessary, because it lays out again how there was full cooperation and compliance. Okay, you get this Thursday thing coming up with the affidavit, which the, yes. I think I thought the magistrate said, "Hey, there's no this thing's unprecedented," which you know, uh, Merrick Garland, your magistrate that you selected that should recuse himself. That's currently anti-Trump. That guy, you sit there and go, this is just normal course of business. I'm on MSNBC and CNN. No, this is just normal course of business. You know, he's got these documents. We got to get them. It's urgent. The earth's going to end tomorrow if you don't get them. And the magistrate comes out and goes, no, this is unprecedented. I've never seen anything like it. And, uh, you know, you guys have no case to, to hold anything back. I got to release the whole thing. So you got to make your case. Right. Then Maggie, Maggie comes out. Oh, it's 300. <laughs> They're all melting down. There's 300. There's 300. Walk me through the 300 and then what's going to happen on Thursday. Well, again, back to the 300, those numbers are, you know, they're looking at, again, go back to January, look at the sub-headline, look at the sub-headline on the story. It says, oh, well, a lot of the documents, these were documents turned over in January and they spurned this emergency and urgency, urgency, nine months worth of urgency. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The story being told by the DOJ, by Merrick Garland, does not come together. The story as, it lay, as it's laid out only suggests that Mer that Merrick Garland had a, had the option to do this break in, to do this raid or not, and chose to weaponize law enforcement against a political opponent. What, it, it literally, in in the time that discussions and and cooperation was ongoing, so the the New York Times the New York Times story feeds into that. The Kyle Cheney story feeds into that, and of course, most importantly, the President Trump's motion delivers that message home with a hammer is the judge going to basically say on on thursday here's the affidavit and then tr trump drops the video and game over it's it's end of merrick garland resigns the next day when chris ray resigns is that is that our play is that the pincer movement here boris epstein well in terms of what the judge is going to do it's very tough to predict because the judge in the usual case would have already said no to releasing the affidavit last week but now he's saying he's actually more likely to release it than not. And yesterday, in the order he handed down, and the judge really took it in a big way, took it to the government, saying that this was unprecedented and effectively said the government had no leg to stand on. But he also said he may not release the, affid the affidavit if it's oh, so heavily redacted, it's useless. So we'll see what happens on Thursday. Thursday is when the government has to, has to propose yeah. redactions, and the judge may either that day or the next day rule of what he does in the affidavit but one okay. thing is clear no no to waste about it. and the wall street journal wrote about this extensively yesterday the the doj the fbi and the biden administration don't have any leg to stand on here they didn't even use the presidential records act to attack president trump they had to go, try to do an end around and fail ridiculous uh what's your social media everybody's got to follow you now boriscp.com is the website hot on the website boriscp.com go on there right now hot on Twitter at boriscp twitter at boriscp truth social at boris hot on there and the hottest on the gram or some scrub site. Stay strong, God bless, and I will see you tomorrow. Okay, John Solomon, Peter Navarro, Mike Davis next. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand. End quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. 
They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, MyPillow.com promo code War Room. You're packing them off now to go to college. Keep their soccer trophies. But when you send them off, get MyPillow. We got everything. You got the buy one, get one free sales. You got sheets, towels, pillows, blankets, moccasins, slippers, everything you need to kit out. Someone heading to college or back to college, back to school. So make sure you go to the other day, MyPillow.com, promo code Warm. Mike's going to be on later. we get some more uh, information from the summit, particularly about this 3, no, 3 September deadline that's happening for, um, for the, what is it, the vote cast. We're going to get him on for the technical details. I think Kurt Olson, too. want to go, do I have John Solomon? John, John Solomon, we do not have John Solomon. Let's go to P- Dr. Peter Navarga. John up here in a minute, Mike Davis in a minute. Let's go to Peter Navarro. Peter, I, I want to make uh, just uh, for a note on our because we're doing Twitter coverage throughout the day as we're doing primaries and the school boards with the moms, because this Twitter thing's a big deal, right? It is the it is the town square for the for the uh, for the left. This is the way they suppress our voices and the way they build their phony narratives. The world's gotten in so many problems. I can't wait till people start f- filing suits on Twitter for suppressing all the information on the vaccines and the mass mandates and all of it, and start taking these guys bankrupt them. Remember, we want to personally bankrupt all the employees on Twitter. You scumbags, we're coming for you. So run around, and hide. Fauci doesn't. Isn't Fauci's daughter? Isn't she a Twitter? The engine room's telling me is she a, is she a Twitter? This is too good. This is like too you delicious. Can't, you can't. Make, she, if that's true, <laughs> Steve, you can't make it up. Uh, maybe uh, maybe they maybe we could fit them for matching jumpsuits. I wonder what color that would be, Steve. So 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 so. Um, Hey, hey, Peter, hang on for one second. Do I have Mike Davis up? Is Mike ready to go? Let's go. Mike Davis, uh, John Solomon is going to join us in a minute. You saw the big article, the exclusive of John Solomon breaking about this back and forth. And then Kyle Cheney, you know, Politico's Kyle Cheney is really he's got he wears two hats. He's the he's the reporter on this uh, for Politico, the senior reporter, the lead reporter. But he's also the PR department. He's the, he's the comms director the real comms director for Merrick Garland. He's Merrick Garland's personal scribe. So when you see those political articles, they're being dictated by Merrick Garland. Mike Davis, give us your assessment of what's going on because they're making a huge deal. Three hundred, uh, there's three hundred uh, classified document. Maggie Haberman's losing her losing her mind over at CNN. She's banging her head on the table. It's crazy. They got this whole thing now. They've been back and forth since January. Brother, where's the urgency? Put this in perspective, because our audience has to understand all this madness is going around this, and what's the reality? So if Trump had such highly classified documents that were so damaging to our national security and there was imminent danger 
Why did the Biden Justice Department wait 18 months to go get these documents? Why did Merrick Garland sit on the application for the home raid and, and didn't decide four weeks he leaked that? He thought he was helping himself by showing that he was being deliberative, but when it actually showed that this was a, a political charade. Why did they, after they got this home raid warrant, this unprecedented, unnecessary, and unlawful home raid warrant from their hand-picked uh, Trump deranged judge down in West Palm Beach, Florida, the magistrate judge, Bruce Reinhardt, who's clearly biased under 28 U.S.C. 455A of the U.S. Code, and then Canon 2 and 2A of the judicial candidates. He should not have issued this warrant. He just recused on June 22nd from Trump's lawsuit versus Hillary. But the, the Biden Justice Department judge shopped with this guy and got this home raid warrant. Why did they wait three days, three days after got this warrant to go raid Trump's place? So you had 18 months they waited, knowing he had these docs. Merrick Garland deliberated for weeks, and then they waited for three days after they got this home raid warrant. But these were the most classified documents in American, you know, in the American intel community, and it was so dangerous that we waited for 18 months. This is nonsense. Trump declassified these records, which is his constitutional right uh, as commander in chief, as confirmed by a 1988 Supreme Court case, Department of Navy versus Egan. He made a uh, he he had a copy of these that he made personal his under the Presidential Records Act, as confirmed by a 2012 case by an Obama judge. They were dealing with the Clinton audio tapes in his sock drawer that John Solomon and Just the News uh, broke. It was the Tom Fitton Judicial Watch lawsuit versus Clinton, where they said that the president can take a personal copy that belongs to him. There's no there's no case here, and they know this. And so now they're leaking out uh, this, this material to try to build a case to try to recontrol the narrative that they've lost. Perfect. And that's a great tee up for our next guest, John Solomon. And John is both one of the top investigative reporters around. He's also, uh, I think you're the interface between the, the Trump and, and, and the National Archives. Tell us about this blockbuster article last night. Walk us through what, what's the reality here, John? Well, listen, when, when the raid occurred, the Biden White House acted like they didn't know what was going on. They were just as surprised as the rest of the American public. But the truth of the matter is the Biden White House, its general counsel's office, Joe Biden himself was at the ignition point of this investigation. Think about that. The man who defeated Trump in 2020 and expects to potentially run against him in 2024 was involved in sicking the FBI on his, the, the leader of the political opposition party. He did it through multiple things. First, the White House Counsel's Office authorized the National Archives to send information they had gotten in the boxes that uh, Trump voluntarily returned to the archives and send it to the FBI. That launches a criminal investigation. They then short-circuit the process. President Trump would have had the right, if he had gotten a grand jury subpoena, to go to court and say, I have executive privilege, I might have declassified these documents, whatever arguments he was going to make. Behind the scenes, the Justice Department, the FBI, the National Archives, and President Biden work to short-circuit the ability of the president to have any legal privilege, to make any executive privilege over these documents, and instead basically say there's no challenge you can have the documents, you can go through them without a concern for executive privilege. The current president waives the executive privilege of the past president. That is what's going on here. A two-headed effort by the Biden administration to try to get the, the former president under criminal investigation. Hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on a second. This is why this thing's so blockbuster. And this is why when, when the story came out, Kyle Cheney and these guys are all over taking dictation from the Justice Department because they know they got a problem. You're telling me... But I thought Joe Biden, I thought Merrick Garland went up there. I thought they said categorically Joe Biden in the White House knows nothing about this. 
They have no earthy idea what's going on. Merrick Garland's looked the American yeah. people in the eye. This is all me. So what documents are you pointing to? Because this is, this is uh, next level. What specifically, yeah, listen, there's, there's, walk there's, us through your chain of custody of, what, uh, of how you yeah. prove that they're lying. Yeah, so the, these are letters that went on between the president's lawyer and the archives, the archives and the Justice Department, the White House and the Justice Department. There's a series of email exchanges and letters that go on between mid-April to May 8th, I believe it is the end date, when at that day the um, uh, Biden White House says it's over, uh, we're piercing privilege, we're giving the documents to the FBI, tough luck Donald Trump, and then two days later a grand jury is impaneled, in Washington, grand jury subpoenas are issued two weeks later to the president. A, a visit to the president's home in Mar-a-Lago occurs June 3rd. And by August 8th, we now know the famous raid uh, with a search warrant. There's an escalation uh, driven by the Biden White House against its likely rival in 2024. And I think most Americans assume, hey, the normal process would have been for the, the just like they did with Nixon. Uh, the, uh, the normal process, go to the courts, let the president fight this out, the former president, make his executive privilege claim, let the courts balance it and make a decision, and then decide, were these documents properly declassified? Are they personal records? Um, uh, uh, are they covered by executive privilege? The FBI and the Justice Department jumped the fence on that. They short-circuited that process, got Joe Biden to wave a magic wand and say, Donald Trump can't have any of those legal arguments. Go ahead and take the documents and start an investigation. Uh, I think most Americans are going to be troubled to find out the current president sicking the FBI on the former president. And I think that's the way these documents uh, read when you look at it. Let's go back. I just want to make sure. Let's go back and do that one more time about when, when, when they went to the FBI, knowingly went to the FBI. That was, in the, that, was in the, that was after the January thing. That was in mid-April, you said? Yeah, in mid-April, there's a discussion. The FBI uh, hears from the National Archives that they got the boxes. They want to see what's in the boxes. The archives goes to the Biden White House and say, you referee this. And the Biden White House says, give it to them. Then the Trump, camp, uh, Trump uh, organization calls, his lawyers, President Trump's lawyers call and say, hey, there might be privileged materials in this. Let's have some time and go through this. Let's do this in a disciplined process. And within a few days of that, those conversations going on, the National Archives back and said, we don't care about your privilege claims. We're piercing it because President Biden told us we could if we wanted to. And the FBI can have at it. And that starts the grand jury portion of this investigation. Joe Biden ignites the grand jury investigation by waiving the privilege and, and authorizing the documents to be shipped. This is a chilling potential uh, fact for not only former presidents, but any future president. If any future president knows that the guy who beats him at the polls or succeeds him at the polls can then turn around and release all the documents that a prior president might have considered privileged because he got important advice to do his job. Who's going to put anything on paper? Who's going to want to get that advice knowing that could happen? And just think about this. In the scenario that Joe Biden has now authorized with Donald Trump, the next Republican president can release all the fast and furious documents of Barack Obama, including those they went to executive privilege claim. And by the way, no one ever got convicted. Uh, the next president could release all of Vice President Joe Biden's dealings with Hunter Biden and his friends that might be covered by privilege. This opens up a Pandora's box. And if a Republican president had done it, Democrats and Kyle Cheney would be going nuts. But because it's Donald Trump, they're finding other things to write about today than the real news here. A current president waived a former president's privilege. This also makes it, but nobody could figure out why the archives think about no executive privilege why it was going to be a big deal. Now you know why. Behind the scenes, 
they were weaponizing this immediately. They said, turn it over to the FBI. Yeah. They criminalized it immediately. This is what this illegitimate regime scumbags are. John Solomon, what's your social media? How do people get to you? Because today you'll be the guy yep. that's most watched throughout the world. Okay. Yep. Jay Solomon reports on all platforms, from Truth and Getter to Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and we'll have some more facts come out. Listen, this extends to the January 6th investigation. We know there was a waiver of privilege there as well. And I think there are some really serious questions about what's been going on behind the scenes between the FBI, the Justice Department, and the Biden White House. You don't normally see a White House meddling in a, in a federal criminal investigation. This is going to be a big story that has a lot more questions to be answered. Oh, yeah. John Sullivan will be back on 6 o'clock right after Dawson Worm. Okay, short break. We got Davis, Navarro, Cortez. We're going to talk about some school boards and also this continuation of the Solomon story next in the world. With the recent rulings from the Supreme Court, it's worth mentioning that these wins didn't happen on their own. It took the support of companies like Patriot Mobile, who have passionately fought on behalf of the unborn in your constitutional rights. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they have been on the front lines fighting for your values. This is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans. Thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the knowledge that your money is going to a company fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and your Second Amendment. Go to PatriotMobile.com. That's all one word, PatriotMobile.com, slash Bannon, or call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-P-A-T-R-I-O-T, 972-PATRIOT. Use the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to get the free activation. If you're a veteran or first responder, please let them know because they have special discounts for you. Come join our movement and make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 972-PATRIOT. Support this company that supports your values. Do this today. Action, action, action. War Room. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. By the way, I think we're having a little uh, problem over at Rumble on our main on the main Rumble thing. So if you're on Rumble and can't get it, go to Real America's Voice, go to warroom.org. Uh, you get many different opportunities. We're trying to fix. Uh, there's a technical issue, I think, with Rumble. So make sure. Don't think we're up on Citizens Free Press, which we are every day because of this. So make sure there's a lot of other alternatives. Jump on another alternative so you can get us live. Um, we got a lot going on. We're going to get back to Mike Davis. We've got Navarro Cortez. Uh, this John Solomon, that last segment, ladies and gentlemen, very, very, very important. John Solomon's article. Let's get it up from Just the News last night. And we're going to make sure you understand the timeline here. The Biden administration are scumbags. They're total illegitimate. They didn't win the presidential election. I don't care if the FBI, the Justice Department, YouTube app, I don't care who doesn't like me saying that. We have the receipts and we have the facts. And they act like a third world regime. Okay, they act like a banana republic. What they've done is they've lied about this, and this is why this thing of privilege on the archives turns out to be a massive issue, because behind the scenes, what they were doing was criminalizing this immediately. 
and, and Mike Davis is going to get in here. This is completely made up. You got the mainstream, you got New York Times running around, you got Kyle Cheney Polico running around. You guys have nothing, okay? You have nothing. Let me just make, repeat that again. You have nothing. The FBI is a Gestapo. The Justice Department, Merrick Garland, you're going to go to prison, brother. We're going to be so relentless when we take power this year on your impeachment, but then after your impeachment to file criminal charges against you, you people are pure and entire scum. Okay, you have weaponized this from the beginning. You're trying to criminalize against Trump. The only way you know you can stop MAGA and stop the ascendant movement of MAGA is quite simply. You're going to try to use law for it. It's not going to work. We're not going to tolerate it. Okay, that's it. We're going to massively win at the polls. Then we're going to impeach you guys. Then we're going to put you in prison. Okay, because you people are a disgrace. And what you've done here behind the scenes, your little sneaky thing on this presidential records on this archives is absolutely outrageous. Okay, is uh, Tina ready to go? Do we have Tina Deskovich? Uh, okay, let's get uh, Tina. Uh, Tina from Moms for Liberty. Mother Jones is coming after you guys. Huge story. You're the most powerful women in the universe. Uh, you're, you're controlling the Republican Party, the face of the Republican Party. Uh, walk me through why this is such an important day today, ma'am, why this is so huge, on, uh, uh, particularly for these school boards in the state of Florida. Tina. The state of Florida. Yeah, glad to do it. I've got my uh, I Voted sticker on proudly right now. I just left the polls myself here in Florida. So um, Florida is the first state where we've launched a, uh, a political committee just for the state of Florida, just for school board races. And so it's kind of putting our toes in the water. We've got 56 candidates that the PAC has gotten behind. We are, you know, we're nervous and we're excited. Uh, there's a lot of energy here. Governor DeSantis endorsed a lot of the same candidates we've endorsed. He's been uh, on a tour around the state speaking on their behalf. So we are excited to get uh, education back in the hands of parents in the state of Florida. Tina, tell me how this happened. You guys kind of came out of nowhere on this. Tell me how Tell me how it uh, it happened. How did you guys all of a sudden have Mother Jones and have everybody in the universe that Moms for Liberty? Because we said, I think it was back in May of 21, that the, 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 the turnaround of this country and where it looks so grim, when, when Biden and the head of the House and the Senate, they're doing stuff. We said, this is going to come through the school boards in this nation. How did you guys go from a couple of moms talking to each other to literally Mother Jones, which is, look, they're left wing, but they're very smart. When they say this is the new face of the Republican Party and these guys are right, they're trying to take control of the country through the school boards. How did you guys organize that? You know, if you had two hours, I'd explain all the details to you. But I think it's very simple, Steve. We 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 are action. We are doers. We are getting it done. Um, the other side has finally crossed the line. They came too far. You know, moms just want to take care of their families. They just want to go to soccer games. They just want to help their kids read. You know, very simple things. Most moms don't want to be out there in the political world. They don't want to be on the front lines. They don't want to be attacked by their neighbors and ridiculed on social media. But uh, the world has just gone too far. The left has gone too far. We've drawn the line in the sand. Uh, it, it didn't take much to put out our message when we organized to say this is what we're doing for moms to just stand up, come out, step forward, run for school board, do the things that need to be done. And the world is just dying to see leadership. They're just dying to see someone be brave and stand up against this nonsense. And it just, you know, it's right now it's moms. Tina, today, I think uh, DeSantis has endorsed 29. You guys have candidates all over. Where can people go today to follow this? We're going to have some of the moms. We're absolutely jammed today, but we're going to actually have some of the moms during the next uh, hour and a half on here talking about it. But where people can people go to your site or where can they follow 
these individual school board races. Because, folks, what I'm telling you is I said this at the summit over the weekend. The chance to shatter the Democratic Party as a national political organization and the extreme left starts in the school boards, the canvassing boards, etc. Today is game day in Florida. So how do people follow it, Tina? They can follow us on social media today. We'll be posting on Twitter for sure. Uh, you know, we got our Twitter account back, so we'll be using that today to to share the wins <laughs> close here at 7 p.m. tonight. So as long as they don't kick us off tonight, we'll be uh, as we receive, you know, by 7.10, 7.15, really, we know here in Florida who's won some of these races. So we'll be pushing it out. Uh, please follow us there. Mom's number four Liberty on Twitter. Mom's number four Liberty on Facebook. So if we want to follow these school board races, we go to your Twitter account, essentially, correct? Yeah, if you're on Twitter. If not, maybe you can get on Facebook. You know, it's very limited out there. I think we did just get approved for a Truth Social account, so maybe we'll we'll get that up and running, too, and hopefully they won't kick us off. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really pre- great Thank work, you. and we look forward to looking at these results. Me, too. Tina Have a great Deskovich. day. Amazing. Um, let me go to Navarro. I got Navarro, Davis, Cortez, Peter, uh, your assessment, John Solomon. That's a blockbuster story. That signal. What Kyle Cheney's talking about is noise. That's Kyle Cheney's doing cleanup in aisle three for Merrick Garland. That's what yeah. it is. Clean up in aisle three. Tell me, what do you got Navarro? Tell me how big a deal this is. Uh, Steve, it's potentially a huge deal depending on how many more emails and memos that Jonathan Sue wrote. Jonathan Sue, um, the White House legal counsel. In the White House, that's the, uh, the, t- the top lawyer's office to the president. So here's what John Solomon was telling you in, in a quick nutshell. We have Jonathan Sue of the White House interacting with the National Archives in a way which may be construed as exerting undue political influence on a process designed to uh, ensnare a former president and thereby eliminate a rival. Okay, that's kind of kind of the big picture. Um, the, the second thing, and, and John 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 Solomon's article, you need to read it because there's some quotes from Dershowitz in there. This legal opinion that Sue rendered that it's a fa- what I've called repeatedly a fanciful and absurd notion that somehow. Uh, uh, the new president can eliminate the executive privilege of the old president. I mean, that's nonsense, okay? There's, there's no legal basis. They cite Nixon versus GSA, but if you actually read that opinion, it's cabined, as they say in law, very, very carefully and very narrowly and would not apply even remotely to that case or, for example, to any of the other cases where Jonathan Sue has asserted that. My case, for example, Meadows, Scavino, others like that. So this, we need to see all of the emails and memos and phone records of Jonathan Sue at this point to see who he was talking to. Was he talking to the Justice Department directly, the FBI? Was he talking to the Select Committee? But this is a huge smoking gun, and if we get more bullets fired from that gun, um, it's, uh, as the boss would say, huge. This is big league. Uh, Peter, hang on for one second. Let me bring in Mike Davis. Mike, um, you do this for a living. Peter and I are, are uh, business guys. Uh, you're, you're a lawyer and one of the top ones. So walk us through what Solomon said and then Peter's assessment. To me, this is about as big a blockbuster you can get as, uh, about this as possible. This is going to be Watergate to the 20th power. 
And what Maggie Haberman and Kyle Cheney and all these people who work for mainstream media don't understand, we're turning, and this is metaphorically, we're turning the guns around on you, okay? We've breached the wall, we've got the cannons, and we're turning it back on you. This is going to be Watergate to the 10th power, Mike Davis. This is the smoking gun that the Obama White House was meddling in this investigation. And the Biden, uh, Bi- the, Bi- 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 Biden White House, right? Excuse me. I'm sorry. Biden White House. Freudian slip. But yeah. the, uh, uh, the Biden. <laughs> we know we know who's controlling. We know. We, we, listen, we don't have time to connect all the dots this morning. We'll do that another day. But this is the Biden. This is currently on the, the illegitimate Biden regime, right? It was the it's I, I, how quickly I forget. It was the Biden White House. And uh, the show. This is the smoking gun that the Biden White House is colluding with the Justice Department to bring uh, in an investigation. And, and they're trying to bring charges against the former president. They're trying to eliminate their boss's chief political rival for the 2024 presidential election. And this is you know, this is the same Attorney General Merrick Garland who had his senior Justice Department aides leak out to Newsweek that he did not personally approve this unprecedented, unnecessary, and unlawful home raid of former President Trump. Uh, the, you know, the, the narrative keeps changing constantly. They get they keep getting caught in lies. And this is this one's a big one to have the White House meddle in an investigation like this probably violates Department of Justice regulations as it relates to these criminal investigations. But the the bigger question is, is why why is the White House involved? They're using the pretext of executive privilege, but it's really to get in there and figure out what's going on and guide the Justice Department. It's it's really, really, really inappropriate what they're doing here. And uh, this is this is going to back this whole thing is going to backfire spectacularly on Biden and his administration. You've got you've got say you've got the magistrate with the with the affidavit for Thursday. He's already said he he contradicted him right there and said, "Hey, you guys are wrong. This is a huge deal. It's unprecedented when they're saying it's normal course of business." You've got now Trump counterpunching and going in for the special master, which now obviously you need because you can't trust anybody in the White House. But the explosive thing is that you you also see now because releasing these letters, this has been an ongoing process. Is what Mike Davis has said from day one. Where's the urgency? Where's the urgency on national security? Where's the urgency on all this stuff, right? So you you see um, you see that you know like why did, why do they have to go the jackboots have to go kick down the door immediately? Now you've got this explosive nature. The White House was the one that wanted the FBI, and once you get the FBI involved, that's a criminal. They wanted to criminalize this immediately to take out an opponent. That's why this is going to be Watergate. This makes Nixon look like a, a carpet salesman. I mean, this is this is makes Nixon look uh, tiny. This is massive. And this shows you they've been lying with a straight face and using the media to lie. We want everybody in the media to understand we do these investigations. All of your stuff's going to come up. Look at Twitter. Twitter thought they'd get high behind that. It's all crashing around. The FBI's crashing around you. Uh, Twitter, all the lies in Ukraine are crashing around you. Uh, Twitter's crashing around you. It's all crashing because all you do is lie. Mike Davis, final thoughts before you punch on us, brother. Yeah, I mean, it's this wouldn't be surprising. This is this regime. The Biden was part of the Obama regime that sicked the the intel community. They spied on presidential candidate Donald Trump in 2016, and they even spied on President Donald Trump when he became the president. So, you know, this is not 
shocking at all that they're doing this. It's it's inappropriate, probably probably illegal what they're doing, but it's not shocking. They this this is part of a pattern and practice of of these goons to weaponize, politicize, and weaponize law enforcement in the intel community against their political enemies. This is you know, Mike. This is right had, out had a pe- how do people get to you uh, in the interim before you have you back on? Because people got to yeah. follow you. Yeah, it's article3project.org, article3project.org, M-R-D-D-M-I-A is my personal and all the social, and then article3project, article3project on all social. Okay, we're going to pivot to economics next uh, and capital markets, uh, Cortez Navarro next. Are you feeling frustrated and powerless in the face of sky-high inflation? Well, here's what you can do about it. Take a minute and go to this website, preparewithbannon.com. You'll find what I call inflation-fighting food. This is emergency food, the kind that stays fresh for up to 25 years. It not only stays fresh, it stays affordable. You see, at today's prices, this food works out to around $2.50 a meal. And it will stay at that price today, tomorrow, and in years to come. When food prices may be out of control, that few of us can even afford to eat. In other words, you'll lock in affordable food for years to come. Now think about that. You can lock in the price of food today for years to come. Right now, save $250 on a three-month emergency food kit when you go to preparewithbannon.com. My Patriot Supply is offering their lowest price in years to keep you into food that's cheap. This will help you fight inflation. So go to preparewithbannon.com right now. Preparewithbannon.com. Lock in these prices at today's prices. Preparewithbannon.com. Do it now. Use your agency. Action, action, action. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back. Uh, As you can tell, we're trying to juggle about 20 things right here because there's so much breaking news and uh, it's primary day. We're trying to get to all of it. Plus, uh, Fauci is so much going on. Dr. Navarro, um, uh, by the way, the rumble is back up. So we're having a few technical problems. We're working them out with the, uh, our Denver and our crew here. Um, so rumble should be back up in all aspects. Uh, I want to thank everybody for bearing with us on that. Um, uh, Peter, any closing thoughts on Mike Davis and John Solomon? This is a blockbuster story. Now, this is all signal. I've been saying for a while they're trying to divert your attention with this noise down in Mar-a-Lago. But now that we're getting to the – now we're getting down to it. And now you're seeing yeah. that the illegitimate Biden regime acting like a banana republic. It turned, look, NPR, we're going to talk in a little bit, uh, Cortez coming on. NPR, which ain't Trafalgar, and it's not Breitbart, and it's not War Room, it's not Gateway Pundit, has a poll. 50% of the American people believe we have an invasion on the southern border. 53% of the American people believe the FBI is the Gestapo. Only 26% believe it's not. We're winning on every front. Fauci's gone. We're going to run the tables on Fauci. We're winning everywhere. Twitter's crumbling. We're winning everywhere. But you see what we're fighting against. These people are criminals. They're stone- Merrick Garland is a criminal. Remember, Merrick Garland came that close, ladies and gentlemen, came 
like the gap between my fingers would be a, a lifetime appointment on the Supreme Court of the United States. Think about that for a second. This little illegitimate scumbag, okay? That guy almost got a lifetime appointment. Your thoughts, Dr. Peter Navarro? Yeah. See, there's, there's two things here. One is the weaponization of our government, the weaponization of the House Select Committee by the Democrats to go after Trump, the weaponization, strangely, of the National Archives, the Department of Justice, the FBI. This is for partisan gain. We are turning into Pakistan. Uh, this is what they do. So that's something that we really need uh, to keep our eye on. The second thing here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop. Don't bury the lead. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, stop, stop. Don't, don't, don't bury the lead. You said, oh, and even the National Archives. It's the administrative state. Yes. The National Archives are the record keeper for the administrative state. That's why it's so perfect. Weird, it's so ironic this, that they're in the middle of this yeah. because that proves that proves our case. It's the administrative. People go, well, why the archives? That's just the record goes. No, they're the they're the administrator for the knowledge and information historically that will be passed down to the administrative state, and that's why they are there to take out Trump. Guess what? We've turned the guns back on you, and we are going to deconstruct the administrative state. So all those people in the National Archives, you're now in the metaphorically. Don't wet yourself. You're in the bullseye, so don't wet yourself. Don't cut your pearls, okay? Oh, my gosh, he's talking. Head on, Pike. Let's bring Hey, where's Fauci's head this morning? Oh, excuse me. It's going to wait till December. Where's Fauci's head? What, yeah. what department is his this, daughter working look, at Twitter? Look, yeah, dude, it's so genius. Go ahead. Finish up, brother. Tell me about Watergate. Digress. Is this bigger than Watergate? Look, weaponization. Okay, the other theme here is undue political influence by the White House. This is Watergate. If there's more memos from Jonathan Sue uh, and emails that are between the House Select Committee, between the Justice Department, between the FBI, let's see what he was pushing. And, Steve, the funny part, which is not funny at all, is the National Archives is at the tip of the spear. They're using bad, horribly bad law, horribly bad law. The idea, anybody sitting in the White House, he come and say, yeah, Biden can strip the privilege of Trump. That, that, that destroys executive privileges and institutions. Can't be. The Supreme Court would never uphold that, ever. Yet that's what they used to raid Mar-a-Lago. And they're using that in other cases related to Jan 6. So when we get to the wow. bottom of that, it's hey, not just going to be Gordon that. Liddy but also, sitting also, in a me, courtroom. Me, it's going to hey, be big. Me, yeah. It's going to be big. And what did no Joe offense. know, and when did President, he know it, and President when did he Trump, forget it? That's what I want to know. Exactly. But the way to do this is President Trump's got to go on offense. We should have been on, hey, I'm just saying, on offense on this for a while. Now we're on offense. Yeah, you should have asked for that People special master about three days ago, <laughs> about four days ago, or uh, last week. But, yes, on what, offense, what about six? What about six months? Uh, maybe, maybe even, yes. when did they go to the FBI Thank in you. April? Maybe six months ago. I'm Thank just throwing you. that randomly. Action, action, action. Action, action, action. You're at general quarters, all hands on deck. Navarro, how do they get to your social media? Tell me about, how do they get to the book? Well, with, with, with Twitter, the getter being the Twitter killer, right? Go to PeterNavarro.com, one-stop shop for taking back Trump's America. Get the book on Amazon, drive it, 
the number one, please, posse. <laughs> it's it's the blueprint and battle cry for getting the House back and getting the White House back. Taking back Trump's America on Amazon. Okay. Getter is real P. Navarro. PeterNavarro.com. If you can't remember any of that, just go to that and you get it all. Okay. And look, Steve, the signal here is taking back the House with Trump Republicans yeah. in November. You will not lose sight of that. I will lose not, not to lose sight of it. But boy, is it fun having Fauci resigning and having Jonathan Sue at the White House caught with his oh, uh, you know memos oh, down. Baby. Oh, baby. You call me oh, Watergate to the 10th power. Oh, baby. And by the way, and by the way, NPR reporting that 50% of the American people believe it's an invasion. Remember, the first article of impeachment is on the invasion of, of, of the country. The second is going to be, this is all coming up now. This is going to be great. This is a whole nother Watergate thing. Biden, ladies and gentlemen, this is historic. Between Fauci and Wuhan and all he did with the gain of function, between, uh, between the invasion of the southern border, between all of this, Get the popcorn out and get ready. And I also promise, I tell you what, I tell you what, now that I got the, you know, the IFB, you know, uh, Cortez got me so freaked out about the cans, right, that I now got the IFB. I got the big hair. I'm now very, the audience, you know, I'm very focused on, on going Navarro on you to get, I'm going to start just wearing not three shirts, just one. When I got those big guns, like Navarro, I got those big guns and that, and that fully ripped, when I'm fully ripped as my uh, My guess my is that even, even with your meager, meager conditioning, you could bench press Fauci. I think you could do that. <laughs> we'll try. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Varr, thank you very much. We got a lot of work to do, and we're burning daylight. We got Cortez next. We got Malone next. We got Julie Kelly next. We're going to Michigan and Whitmer. We're going to talk about Fauci. We got a bunch of economics to go through. Also, immigration, the invasion on the southern border. Wow. And moms. Moms running all over for school boards all throughout Florida. Raising hell, as they should. You're in the war room. We'll be back in 90 seconds. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. 
Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.